What was the inspiration for writing your book, Mind Programming? Uh, I guess I have to answer that by saying the inspiration was really choices and illusions. Um, as I spoke to people about uh, the book Choices and Illusions, more and more of them asked me how we became programmed. And not just how we became programmed in the sense that I covered it in choices, but in depth. Uh, we all recognize that, uh, you know, our parents and our peers, uh, they put a lot of pressure on us, and that pressure tends to, to form a good deal of our personality. But what we what we fail to recognize is the extent to which everything programs us. Mm -hmm. and, and to that extent, how we become inauthentic. We become distant from who we really are. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that people were constantly asking me that inspired writing mind programming is, why is it I can go to all these seminars, I can read all these inspirational books, I can you know, watch the movie The Secret. I can do all the things they tell me to do, and it doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. Wh why is it that when I think prosperity, doom and gloom comes? Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people have that real-life experience. They are, they, they try to do these things, they, they employ the tools, and then there is a disconnect between mm. the outcome. Yes. One of the things that I was reminded of as I was being asked this question over and over and over again was a study that was done years ago and some work that we did ourselves, exit studies that have to do with motivational presentations. Mm -hmm. And it goes this way. KG, if you were to find a great pres presenter today that uh, gives motivational presentations uh, and, and you were to go to their workshop and as everyone left that workshop you were to ask them what they thought about it and how they rated it and would it make a difference in their life what we discovered is the good ones 95-98% of the people leaving mm -hmm. were thrilled. They were excited this was going to make a real difference in their life, especially if it was one of these seminars that guaranteed your money back at the end of it if you, you didn't get anything out of it, okay? Mm -hmm. So they were, they were totally enthused and totally inspired. Now, when we followed up with them 30 and 60 days later, what we discovered was only a very small fraction, we're talking like 2 and 3 percent, mm. of those people that reported, this is going to change my life, I'm going to use these tools, that what I learned today, etc., had actually employed them. Mm -hmm. There were lots of reasons. There was, you know, look, uh, I, I thought about it, just doesn't really fit my personality, there was, I haven't had time, there, you know, there were all kinds of reasons, yeah. excuses, we call them rationalizations, for why it wasn't done. But the bottom line really came down to this. When they went away, something inside of them, their inner talk, their stream of consciousness, uh, challenged that. And, and, and it challenges it like, you know, I, I often in seminars will have everybody say to themselves silently and meaningfully, just by way of a demonstration, say to yourself, I am really, I, I, I am good. I am really good. I am really a great person. Mm -hmm. And be still for a moment. Mm -hmm. 
and see if you don't begin to get some back talk like, mm -hmm. sure, good at what? Do you remember when? Mm -hmm. Who are you trying to fool? You see, it's kind of analogous to if you ask a group of people, how many of you want to make a million dollars this year? And then you explain that in order to make a million dollars, they have to believe they're going to make a million dollars. So tell yourself you're going to make a million dollars this year. You start seeing people smile and laugh because they're hearing this back talk that says, sure, what are you going to do, rob a bank? Mm -hmm. So you're talking about congruence. Absolutely, the inner and the outer. Well, the reason these seminars and the, the tools in the secret and so on and so forth do not work is because... We don't believe inside ourselves they will. We don't believe that we deserve it or it's not consistent. Congruent is an excellent word with the programming that has been laid upon us that we're ignorant of. Mm -hmm. And I mean really ignorant of. I mean we're, we're oblivious to the extent that this programming controls our thinking. So could you give some examples? I'd love to, Casey. Okay. I don't, and uh, you know what? Uh, don't let me talk too much, though. Okay? If I keep going off. <laughs> I you just, stop I could listen me, to right? you. Ha you're just, you're doing great. Just okay. keep talking. All right. You, you know, here's a good example, and, and it's a current example of something that we think of as context binding. Mm -hmm. The way we think. You know, Susan Boyle, yes. business got talent woman, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You've heard her sing, right? Mm -hmm. Now, when you first saw her, whether it was on television or YouTube, what did you think? You don't want to ask me because I'm okay, not. The, I'm not the normal. All right, the average. <laughs> but the average person, person I saw the response. It was obvious. Trumpy. Yes. Uh, uncapped. You know, look, this is a gonger. Yes. This one it was obvious. The audience was totally against right. her. Yeah. And when she opened her mouth and sang, there was shock. There shock. Was, ah. Mm -hmm. Here's an example of a complete disconnect between mm -hmm. what we expect in a human being. What is it that says to have Susan Boyle's voice, you have to look a certain way? Mm -hmm. Why is it we make that judgment? What mm -hmm. caused that shortcut? Mm -hmm. What is that implicit assumption? Jesse Jackson tells the story of going back to his hotel. Mm-hmm. It's it's after dark, uh, and of course this is the civil rights activist Jesse Jackson. He hears fast approaching heavy footsteps coming from behind him. He becomes mm -hmm. somewhat alarmed, turns, sees it's a white person, and is relieved. Wow. Now imagine the chagrin that he must have felt at that moment in that discovery. Wow. Context. If you if he's you been think conditioned, it, he's been conditioned. No, yeah. No kidding. And if you think of it, KG, you know the way we're taught, we're we're not taught in context. We're taught in absolute. So we're yes. taught one and one equals two, and it doesn't always equal two. It equals two, of course, within the arithmetic system. But if you add a gallon of water to a gallon of alcohol, you don't get two gallons. That shocks a lot of people because they're just. <laughs> rigid in their thinking yes. but it goes so much deeper than that you know yes. uh, somebody comes to your door KG it's um, 9 o'clock at night you know who they are they knock on the door and they say hey KG I'm in this uh, contest you know we're out here on this scavenger hunt if I can find a 3 by 7 piece of wood I'll win $10,000 and I'll split it with you 
and you think, well, I haven't got a wood pile. Gosh, yes. I'm sorry, I can't help you. And you close your three by seven wood door. Yes. Because it's a door. Yes. You know, it's yes. not a piece of wood. Yes. The classic example is one Ellen Langer uses, and I, you know, it has been enhanced. I love this example, but for a moment, think of the saliva in your mouth. Mm-hmm. You roll it around, and you're glad you have it, because, I mean, if you haven't got it, we're not doing radio together, are we? No, we aren't. And it tastes good, doesn't it? Think well, about it. Yeah, it does yeah, taste good. Yeah, it's, right. in my, it's in my mouth, yeah. Now I want you to imagine you have a shot glass in front of you, and you're going to spit it into that shot glass, okay? Mm-hmm. Now you look at it, and you've probably seen saliva, so you know if you tip that glass a little bit, you might see some air bubbles or yes. something, right? Okay, now I want you to drink it right back. Yes, it's changed. <laughs> it's suddenly vile, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Why is it vile? Because the context by which we are viewing the world mm-hmm. is so skewed in its mm-hmm. definitions that we lose our ability to see anything freshly. So you're talking about a filter, a lens. It's completely, a, a, totally. And much of that lens has been voiced upon us. And I mean, it's okay that our peers are going to attempt to persuade us to go a certain direction, although, you know, we're aware of that. And, and we can take, you know, safeguards for it. And, and our family, they're going to attempt to mold us a certain way. And we all studied, you know, Freud, and we know that there's this constant conflict between our primitive urges, the id, and, and that super authority, our parents, uh, uh, the perfectionist, the superego. Uh, but what we are not aware of is that billions and billions and billions of dollars have been spent by everyone from government to private industry to learn how to control our every thought 